the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Does your cat have any odd quirks like waiting for you outside the bathroom door? We finally know why. You know, you're in there taking a shower and your cats guard the door for you. So they ask cat experts. One reason affectionate cats want to be near you wherever you are and don't understand the need for any privacy in the bathroom The second reason why your cat might be waiting outside the bathroom door, curiosity killed the cat. Cats are super curious. And when you close that bathroom door, it makes them even more curious as to why that bathroom is off limits. So they want to get in there. Hmm. And the final reason your cat might follow you into the bathroom or wait outside the door, they're just trying to get your attention. Yeah. They're planning their next sneak attack. (laughs) Anything like our cat. Coming up, how different is parenthood for you compared to your mom and dad? How different is parenthood for you compared to how it was for your mom and dad? World of difference. Yeah. One of the biggest changes, according to new research, is what parents today don't do. Moms and dads today are less likely to go on a date night, have friends or hobbies outside of their family compared to when we were kids. Another big change how much time parents are spending with their kids. According to new Pew research from 1965 to 2011, fathers nearly tripled their time with their kids from about three hours to just over seven hours a week. And mothers increased their time by almost a third from around 10 hours a week to just over 14 hours a week in the same time frame. What was the time frame on this in the last year? 1965 to 2011. And then, so, and then now they're saying nowadays in 2021, they're spending more time than more in that time, time than ever. So, in other words, how much of that is because of COVID? Well, <laughs> I no, mean, I mean, this—the last year they study was 2011. So, oh, okay. the, according to this, well, pe- that's not the current crop of parents. Yeah, then. I mean, you could have you could have a 10 year old and not be included in that study, mm, right? That's true. Yeah. yeah, but so yeah, they say, but the trend they're noticing is that parents are spending more times with their kids than ever, hmm. and they don't have. A, much of a life outside of their family they're focusing on their kids like never before i wonder if that's true and it would be a return to what i grew up with because my parents when i i looked at when our kids were little like dads were and they were on a softball team and mom had uh, all the, like eight different things she was going to and they dropped the kids off at uh what did our one friend call it the wednesday night church they wouldn't go to drop church and shop. drop and shop they drop their kids at church and then they'd go shopping it was like parents of that era had a huge massive social life outside of their kids and their family like constant my parents went on a date night every friday night what i'm saying is my parents did not do that the idea of my dad being on a softball team and wearing a uniform comical he would never do be like i'm an adult why would i do that whereas my generation it was like practically half the guys i knew were on a team as an adult which compared to my parents, was very weird. So your parenting style compared to how you were raised, how is it different? How do you appreciate your parents now that you didn't until you had kids of your own? Are are there things that you look at how they did it and go like, wow, they really had, had the right idea on that. I got to start doing 
what my parents did. Do you ever have that moment? We'd love to hear about how different your parenting styles are. Oh, I've got a big one of how different parenting is now from when we were kids. When I was a kid, you only called dad at work if it was an emergency. I mean, like the house better be on fire or you were on your way to the emergency room. That was it. Nowadays, it's like my kids will text me during the show. You know what I mean? Dad, did you remember to blankety blank? And I'll text back. I'm doing the show. I know, but did you remember to blankety blank? <laughs> I would have ne- never interrupted dad's work day like that. But now nowadays, how many times have you been talking to someone, Taylor? And they're, they'll go, they'll give you the, the finger up like, hang on a minute. Hello? Okay, yeah. Quarter, quarter milk? Okay, got it. Bye. Sorry, it was the missus. Right? It happens all the time now. So that's one big way that parenting has changed from when when we were kids. But how has it changed from the way you parent your kids to uh, how your parents parented you? Are there big differences? Hey, Christy, it's Kevin and Taylor. I agree with Kevin. My kids text me all the time at work. Um, and when they were in school, they texted me constantly when they were in school um, at work, you know. Yeah, yeah, and right. I, you know, I, it's a, it was a, you know, it it started the age where they were into the computer. So that was a little bit of a challenge to yeah. try to figure out, you know, when they can have their phones and when they can't have their phones. And, of course, the teachers had the same kind of problem trying to figure <laughs> out, you know, when they could actually have their phones and when they couldn't. Would you say, too, that uh, there's really no boundaries with the kids reaching out to contact you at work. So this whole, we parented the first generation of kids with phones, and that made a huge yeah. difference. Yeah, and it was, and, you know, we were guessing, I think, at that point, trying to figure out, because, you know, my oldest child had an iPod first. She didn't, you know, have, they didn't have the phones, of course, back then. And then when they got that um, iPhone, the world changed. <laughs> it, yeah, and, it, you know, of course, then we were so worried about, you know, the online stuff and trying to make sure they didn't get on any kind of websites they weren't supposed yeah, to get on and, yeah. and that sort of thing. So you walk into a room and you're like, wait, why did I come in here? It happens to everybody, right? There's just times when you get so distracted. I think our phones and our tablets and stuff distract us a lot, too. Um, but this is one of those stories that I'm like, whoa, that is someone who is super sleep deprived. So okay. there's this mom and she's shopping at a store and she goes up to one of the employees and she goes, I, I've lost my child somewhere in the store. You've got to help me. you got to help me right now. She's like, okay, okay, just hold on, ma'am. And she, he calls in what's called a code yellow in the okay. store. And, and as then the employee goes back to work. Okay, now how old is your child? And she's like, okay, she just turned two. Uh, what if she's been kidnapped? And she's like, don't worry, ma'am. We're, gonna, we're shutting down the doors. We're going to be fine. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And meanwhile, a security guard walks up. And he starts, you know, getting into action to find this little two-year-old. And he says, she, he says, ma'am, how old, how old is your child? Two. How many children do you have? Just one. Just one child. I can't find her. Ma'am, she's on your back. <laughs> she was wearing one of those harnesses. And she totally forgot the two-year-old was strapped to her back. Okay, I imagine her wildly, <laughs> frantically, like, looking left, looking right. And the kid in the back is probably like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is mom. fun, Mom. <laughs> or I'm assuming right. the baby Easy. fell asleep. I just ate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Unless you want a present on your shoulder and in your hair. So next time you feel bad for not being able to find your glasses because they're on your head or your cell phone because you're on the phone with someone, just think of this mom <laughs> Poor at the mom. store. <laughs> What's one of your favorite pregnancy stories you tell over and over again? Coming up, wait till you hear about this baby boom. What's one of your favorite pregnancy stories that you tell over and over again? Like you've have you've heard me a million times say my grandma had twins, my mom had twins, and my sister who is a twin had twins. Mm-hmm. Well, check out what happened to this family. Four sisters born within three years. Okay, so they're little stepping stones. Two of them are twins. The Gain sisters. They've always been super close, and even though they've all grown up and they're happily married, not living in the same uh, you know area anymore, they still keep in touch. All four of them got pregnant and they're expecting their first baby at the same time. No kidding. Like within a couple of months of each other. And they were all surprised. It's not like they went, hey, you ready to start trying? (laughs) You and your husband? Okay, I'll start trying too. It wasn't like that at all. It just happened. (laughs) Of course, the Gaines girls' mom and dad are over the moon thrilled with all the grandbabies on the way, but... I think they're pretty much going broke trying to buy baby clothes and cribs and toys and <laughs> spoiling all these grandbabies that are coming. Right. We wanted grandkids, just not all at once. They did the cutest pregnancy photo of all four of them with their baby bumps together. Mm-hmm. I'll post it on the Kevin and Taylor Facebook page. So I think we've talked about this before, but when you uh, when you first get out on your own, there's that overwhelming sense of freedom. Yes, I'm doing it. Living my own best life. Here I am spreading my wings and then you start getting some bills and you're like spreading my wings stinks that's <laughs> happening to one of my kids right now wanted to talk about that next so when your kids start leaving the nest you you kind of you're excited for them you're sad that they're going and you also know that despite their enthusiasm they are they are headed into some stormy seas that they can't even see yet and when you try to even share that with them gently with my dad Mom, why you have to be such a downer? This is a big day. And you're like, I'm just trying to let you know. Be ready for these things. And then when they come, they're stunned. How could I have known this was going to happen? Like, I'm not going to name names, but one of our kids is having uh, an issue with... Um, with insurance right now and finding mm. out that when they, you know, go to the when they were under the oppressive thumb and mom and of mom and dad, they didn't have to worry about that. Mom and dad would cover everything. But now that they're out on their own, they're finding out about delightful things like uh, co-pays or when I don't know, you have a prescription you go to pick up that normally was like five or ten dollars. Sometimes unexpectedly, it can just jump. Uh, that's the worst. Then that was the tearful call we got was about how it had jumped to triple digits instead of, you know, like 10 bucks. How can they do this? Like, Well, (laughs) I I don't know how it works, but I do know mom has been surprised by my wife has a prescription for eye drops. And particularly at the beginning of the year, it can be like jaw dropping. Before you meet your deductible. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, it might be. I, I said, here's what you do. There's a number on the back of the little insurance card call them and start your research and finding out what's going on it's probably they're probably going to pass it on to the pharmacy the pharmacy's going to pass it on to the manufacturer the manufacturer's going to pass it back to your insurance company you're going to get in this endless wheel of everyone not answering your question and at the end of the day you're just going to have to pony up the money so welcome to adult world <laughs> oh man I feel so bad for you. We're your child. so glad you're here. <laughs> uh, hashtag adulting is yeah, not fun. As, as a parent, I, I honestly I felt like should, should I just uh, 
should I just send her some money? Be like, here, let's help. Let me help you with that. But then my wife was like, no, how you know, this is flap your own wings, stand on your own feet time. Mm-hmm. We didn't do that when we got married and got out on our own. We got we asked for help from no one, no matter how tough it was. So you had some um, some tough love time when they uh, leave. the That's nest, hard on huh? you guys. It too. Is. If you just haven't been yourself lately, there's a free and simple thing you can do that may help you more than you realize. Take a hike. Hmm. It works wonders for your health. They say the sounds of nature like water rushing and birds singing can decrease pain, lower stress, improve your mood, and even make your brain sharper, according to brand new research. No kidding. Just from taking just a hike. Just taking a hike out in nature. Nice. How about you? Did you or anyone in your family develop a strange hobby or ritual this past year? A lot of people have... Uh, they, they have, thanks to spending more time at home than ever, and they've started sharing their quirky habits online, and okay. some of them are so bizarre. Let's hear them. Okay, this one lady, every evening at sunset, she eats a pickle. <laughs> That's her routine. She's like, I don't know why, I just crave a pickle cor- every night at sunset. Corresponds with the cer- ceremonial changing of the yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> From yoga pants to PJ pants. Another woman started a stick collection. And uh, she hikes a lot now. And so she's like, you know, I'm going to start collecting sticks. Okay. Uh, another family has everyone get in on their crazy action. They have a plastic duck they named Martha. And they move her around the house and act like she got there on her own. <laughs> that sounds like something your family would do. Yeah, yeah we did that with sure. that giant uh, bunny rabbit one year. Mm-hmm. Got a giant stuffed bunny rabbit for Easter, and it kept showing up in odd places. The weirdest one was when I put it in the trunk of my wife's car. She went to the grocery store and opened it up. And, ah! Because <laughs> I mean, this thing the... was like four or five feet tall. Yeah, you got it like 50% off mm-hmm. after Easter. Yeah. And didn't you put it in the back seat of her car and scare her to death? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She adjusted like someone, the rear view. That's ah! like a, every scene from every horror movie. Except it was a delightful plush bunny. <laughs> Coming up, have you heard of the new popular grooming trend with women? It's called dermaplaning. We'll tell you what it is next. Have you heard the new popular grooming trend with women? It's called dermaplaning. It sounds painful. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, use a gentle blunt blade and shave all the fine little tiny baby hairs off your face. Women who promote it say it's a great way to exfoliate your skin. And when you get rid of those little tiny baby hairs, your skin absorbs products better and your makeup is smoother. Uh. It's a practice that dates as far uh, back as Queen Elizabeth I. Do whiskers start growing back in their place? No, they do not. Even Marilyn Monroe used to do derma, dermaplaning. Hmm. Are you a fan? Have you tried it? I have. <laughs> really? I've been doing it for like a year and a half now. No kidding. Uh-huh. And I don't notice any difference. Got a little, I don't notice got a my five o'clock shadow going there. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> I knew this was coming. I debated about revealing it to really? you, but you flat out asked me, so I didn't want to lie. But yeah, you can use these little things called tinkle razor, razors, which is a really funny name. Um, but yeah, I was like at first, like you're. It's Why, really. Did you feel like you had a hairy face? No, I had little tiny, like little fuzzies. And the first time you do it. You feel like, oh, my face is so smooth. I don't have the little tiny peach fuzz on my 
uh, my cheeks Chinny anymore, chin chin. like on this jawline, the jawbone. And you're like, oh, it feels so good. And then you're like, I don't notice any difference. Like, I don't notice my makeup going on smoother. How long or, did it take for Glenn to notice? Or has he never noticed? I've never told him. <laughs> so wait a minute. You've been doing this in an effort to look and feel better for, for over a year and a half now. And no one noticed. Nope. And you barely Including noticed. myself. But you're still going to keep doing it? Why? Um, I mean, sometimes I let it go, and then sometimes I'm like, ah, I guess I'll get rid of the peach fuzz. (laughs) (laughs) You feel like you start looking like one of the guys in Duck Dynasty? (laughs) See, do you see what's going to happen to me now, people? Does it grow back fuller and thicker? No, it doesn't. You don't even notice it. Are you sure? How do you know? You keep taking it off. Because I look in the mirror. I can see. I, I'll go no weeks stubble. without. There's no stubble. No, there's no stubble. Are you sure? I'm positive. <laughs> I'm feeling my cheek, my jawbone right now. Huh? Yeah. Be interesting to know how Glenn feels about all this. Hey, Glenn, you know uh, Taylor? She's shaving her face. <laughs> so many women do it, and it does no, exfoliate. Don't, I don't believe this. No, I trust don't me. believe this. So the latest trend with women and their grooming habits is dermaplaning. And Kevin's like flipping out because I I admitted that I've been doing it for like a year and a half. You think you know a person. (laughs) So how about you? Are you a dermaplaner just like me so we can prove to Kevin it's not so weird? Hey, Kimberly, I'm so glad you called because I'm guessing you're calling because I'm not the only one doing dermaplaning. You're not. I was calling to agree with you. Us girls got to stick together. but Yes. I do it too, and it makes my makeup look so much better, and my face is smoother, and I think it cleans better. Mm-hmm. And then I wash, and it just feels cleaner, like yeah. my face wash really cleaned it. Oh, that's cool. Okay, this is a new level of first world pampering that I was completely <laughs> unaware of. Says the guy who waxes the hair off his legs. I don't wax it off. (laughs) Or nares it off, sorry. Nares it off. (laughs) And that's for a purpose. That's for cycling. And and by the way, I love, what is it called? Derma? Dermaplaning. Dermaplaning. They had to give it a different name other than shaving to make you want to do it. Because no woman wants to shave her face. I've always called it shaving. But if you call it dermaplaning. You shave it with a tinkle razor. (laughs) So this is John Doe? Yes, it is. <laughs> so you want to remain anonymous? Absolutely. Wait, what do you think about this whole dermaplaning thing? So my wife does it, and uh, it's very uh, secretive. Anytime I walk in the bathroom and she's uh, going at it, it's obviously, get out! Don't look at me! <laughs> is this Mark Hall from Casting Crowns? No, no, it's not. Oh, you have a oh, very yeah, similar voice. You sound voice. a lot like him. <laughs> Great, no, now Mark Hall's no, wife is not. like, thanks a lot, Kev. Now well, everyone knows that I'm dermaplaning. All the cool women are doing it. Just, now my wife's going to start doing it. She's going to hear all you guys are doing it. She, uh... She does it, and, uh, you know, I I can tell the difference. I actually uh, comment on it when she's done it. And uh, she's like, "Well, you're not supposed to notice." And you, uh, okay? <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, okay. So it's a beauty, a beauty regime, but you're not supposed to notice the beautification. Well, you're not supposed to notice the change. You're just supposed to go. There's a special little something about you, honey. Mm-hmm. I can't put my finger you're on glowing. it. You're glowing. <laughs> you're glowing. Got it. That's Got it. Absolutely. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Did you hear about a little boy's quick thinking that saved his grandma's life? Caleb Greenbow is 11 years old. He lives in Missouri, and he's been home doing school online during the pandemic. Well, grandma, who is disabled, has been staying with him while mom is at work. 
Grandma Sherry is legally blind and has a lot of other health issues, like she has to do kidney dialysis. And one morning, right when Caleb was supposed to log on to school, she had a bad fall and the phone wouldn't work. Couldn't get connection to make a phone call. They have that trouble at their house. So Caleb logged on to his Zoom class late. The teacher was like, gosh, Caleb's never late. What's going on? Hmm. And he's like, hey, teacher, we need help. His teacher couldn't believe how calm Caleb was while they waited for the ambulance and how caring and kind he was to his grandma through the whole thing. Hmm. And what's so cool, Caleb doesn't know for sure what he wants to do when he is going to grow up. But he wants to do something helping others, like maybe be a police officer or a firefighter. Sounds like he should be a, one of the people that takes 911 calls. Yeah. Because he was so, so calm, calm, right? He'd be good at it. Boy, it sure is different to look at how kids are growing up today compared to when you were a kid. And our producer Griffin has a little boy who's five. Mm-hmm. And he's doing something right now that completely is like exhibit A of how different it is. We're going to hear what's going on next. Griff's in the studio with us now, and Taylor says that uh, you're doing something very different with Thatch, your son, than maybe your dad would have done with you. What is it? Well, maybe it's something he's doing because of the times we live in. You know, he's in preschool, and one of the first things they learn to do when it comes to writing is writing their own name. Okay. So he's learned, he knows how to spell his name, Mm -hmm. he knows how to write it for the most part, but he's much better at writing it, if you will. Like on a cell phone, on our iPhones or whatever. He likes to do that. Uh, He likes to text his name. And he's recently discovered that with a phone, you can text other people like his grandparents. So he just just texts them his name? Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) He was doing it the other day. He was texting his name. And it takes him a while. He's looking for the... Because he's not used to the keyboard. So he's looking for the letters. And he types his name out. Mm -hmm. And he sends it. And then he'll be like... All right, now I want to do my ABCs. Because <laughs> that's the only other thing he really knows. So he'll go through the whole alphabet on the keyboard and just sends them to grandma. The alphabet to his grandparents. How do they respond? Do they go, good, go- good job? Thatcher? The other day he did it to one of them and uh, they called us, like, is everything okay? Because he did it from my wife's phone. She's like, I'm just checking, make sure everything's okay. Yeah. Because you just see Thatcher, then you see the whole alphabet. It's like, is someone in trouble? What's going on? That would be weird. Is he aware that he can send pictures? Does he know that? I don't think he's quite discovered that. Boy, if he finds that out, it's game over. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, he's going to send a picture of every one of his dinosaurs. Probably so. (laughs) (laughs) You should send your mom, like, your name and the ABCs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I learned my ABCs, mom. (laughs) I just read something yesterday about the amount of debt that people have from going to school, going to college, and, and women are shouldering like two-thirds of it, like way more than than men who are going to college. So I'm wondering, if you've got those student loans, right, that you're just like, how are we going to pay these off? It seems like we're never going to get there. Does that affect your decision when you're thinking about starting a family? How does it go down in your house when you're talking to your husband about that? We're wondering, does this uh, overwhelming amount of debt that uh, seems to be from college for, for women in particular, does that play into your head when you're talking about starting a family because i know a lot of people are like oh we just can't afford kids we just can't afford kids right now i got four kids you're never going to be able to afford kids they're the worst financial decision you could ever make that is not why you have kids it's not why you do or don't have kids because of it's going to how it's going to affect your finances just that shouldn't play anything from where i sit we've done it with no money we've done it with a little bit more you can do it you just don't have all the extras but what i'm wondering is is that playing into your mind when you're thinking about starting a family do you and your better half sit there and talk about it and go well 
maybe once we pay off one of our student loans, then we'll be able to think about starting a family. Or do you think it's like not until they're gone are you going to start? We'd love to know how it's going in your house. Hey, Liz, it's Kevin and Taylor. Hey, Kevin. How are y'all? We're doing Doing great. great. How are you today? Good. I am good. So I was just calling because um, at our house, I did have student loan debt and my husband did not. And we obviously prayed about it and made the decision that there's going to come a day where you cannot have children physically. (laughs) You're just going to get older, tired. Mm. Um, (laughs) And... And but one day you are going to pay your student loans off. You really will. So um, if there's other couples struggling, um, just wanted to encourage them with that. <laughs> so what was your decision then? Are you guys going? Or, because you said you're always going to have they're going to have those loans whether you have kids or not. Was the the decision? To, yeah, let's start a family. Yes. Yeah, so we did. We have two boys. So we did have uh, we had two boys, five and seven, and then um, we did a Dave Ramsey course. We had to say no to ourselves a lot, but we did finally pay our loans off. So. Yeah. Oh, what a great feeling! <laughs> I Way love to that go. phrase. Yeah. We had to say no to ourselves a lot. <laughs> yes, we did. We did. But you are, the, and now we're like the older you get, you're just going to get more tired. <laughs> you're going to have like energy, but um, but yeah. So just wanted to give some encouragement to some other people um, if that that might help make a decision yeah. or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Good Thanks advice. for calling. We'll Thanks, talk to you Liz. later. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.